0: Hello, I'm Eric LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about how you orient yourself matters. Hey, y'all, thanks for tuning in once again. This week's Torah portion is special. It's in honor of Yom Teruah and Rosh Hashanah. The Feast of Trumpets and the Jewish New Year. You can find it in Numbers chapter 29, verses 1 through 6. The half is 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1 to chapter 2, verse 10. And the Brit Harashah is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through 18. It's actually not that long. And <clears throat> as I've been kind of discuss- discussing throughout the month of the Lul, talking about um, the importance of repentance forgiveness introspection um, looking at ourselves before we start looking at anyone else uh, I kind of want to get in that line as well this week is uh, be this week is because um, I know I'm kind of befuddled but the title is how you orient yourself matters which is The word orient is kind of a weird word and not something that you typically hear um, in daily life. And I did want to look it up in the dictionary because I'm like, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm using this appropriately. And when you look it up in the dictionary, the older use for orient is the countries of Asia, especially East Asia, formerly the countries to the east of the Mediterranean. Now, there's a point to this, I promise. Um, but the verb of it means to adjust with relation to or bring into due relation to surroundings, circumstances, facts, etc. To familiarize a person with new surroundings or circumstances or the like. To direct or position toward a particular object. So when we're orienting ourselves, we are readjusting, realigning whatever it is we're doing. And hopefully putting our focus in something positive or something good. And I don't know about you. It's it's funny. This uh, past weekend, we had, like we do every week in our congregation, we had a time for testimonies. So it's time for people to come up and say, like, what the Lord has done for them this past week. Any prayer requests people might have, that kind of thing. And I got up. And the first thing I said is, God is good. But this week was terrible. (laughs) And... People thought that was pretty funny, but I said, no, but God is is good, and I'm I'm so grateful for him, and I'm so thankful for him, because without him, I don't know that I would have gotten through this week. Um, You know, Hasatan likes to attack you where you're weakest, and right now, I am just swamped with the... Necessity of having to overly multitask and it can become very stressful at times. And when I have not oriented myself where it should be, I start becoming all about me as most humans are want to do in these types of situations where, you know, I'm dealing with, um, this wedding that we're trying to set up and everything that goes along with it. I have a new appreciation for you new brides out there who have to deal with all these things because it is extremely stressful. And we've been married for almost 20 years now. And I'm also dealing with trying to sell um, my parents' camper for them. The irony is on my watch right now. I literally just got another message from somebody. I've, I've spoken to over 80 people uh, via messenger, and had more than 20 people come out look at the camper and dealing with trying to get the title from the bank. And then our oldest daughter um, just purchased her first vehicle and we had to drive two hours just to pick that up. And now it's in the shop getting some things fixed for it and trying to go to the DMV with her. And I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And unfortunately, the cheering on the top for me is this place I've worked for almost seven years This Christian school. I love the kids I drive. I love driving a school bus. I love my coworkers. I even love quite a few of the people in the school that I work for. But for whatever reason, there's a disconnect between the bus drivers and the administration, which can cause a lot of friction. And it got to the point where on Thursday this past week, I wrote a resignation letter. Um, I sent it to my mother and she said, you can't send that <laughs> because it's too much about you and not enough about the safety of the children, what what the children are going through um, when things are not fixed on the bus, things of that nature. Uh, really the most minor thing is that the air conditioning, there is none on the buses. And where we live, it gets to about, you know, we had that high nineties last week and that means on the bus, you're talking 10, 15, 20, 50, you know, whatever, uh, degrees higher, uh, in the bus. So you're basically cooking these children and some of the windows don't work. So, or the windows are so small, it doesn't make a difference. So it's just a, it's a lot. And, um, I'm so thankful to the Lord for the people that I work with because I was able to, you know, basically we had a powwow, of all the other bus drivers together on Friday. And, you know, we're all believers. And I'm so thankful for that as well, because we all have the same perspective where it was like, you know what, this is really driving us crazy. I can't believe this is happening, but you know what, we love each and every one of you and we love God and we know that God is gonna see us through this. And that's really the mentality that we need to have. Um, Friday morning, actually Thursday night, I should say, it was so bad, my daughter, one of them said, when was the last time you had a counseling session with your counselor? And at that point I kind of had to stop and be like, wow, I really must be pretty stressed out for them to really recognize that this is a problem. And um, Friday morning, got home from my bus run, which was perfectly fine and worked out with my husband. And I told him, I was like, look, I don't think this is going to be a really great workout. I'm going to be honest with you because I think I'm probably going to end up just crying in the middle of it because I don't know what to do in this situation. And I don't normally do this, but I, I was like, I'm going to listen to praise and worship music while I'm working out. Simply because when you're working out, you really want to listen to some music that's more of like peppy and you're steppy. So I listened to things like skillet um, and just a little bit more rocky uh, music. And I put on the praise and worship and I really was just having a heart to heart with God while in between doing my sets of all the different workouts my husband has me doing. And um, crying a little bit, but nothing too crazy and and really just like reorienting my focus on what actually mattered, which is what I want to talk to you about today. <clears throat> I was looking it up um, as you know, I want to do on the, on the on the internet and I found the cultivatingproject.com by Chris Camilli and I felt what she had to say was really important. So I do want to read that to you. And then I'm going to read uh, something from the word and actually tell you where this whole thought process even came about um, to begin with. Um, She writes, I told a friend the other day that I've never felt more fractured in my mind and spirit than I have in recent months. I confess that in a season where I felt such an intense call to pray, I've struggled to navigate my conversations with God with the regularity and intention that I know I've needed. Unhappy with the shape of my own heart, I felt the pull to make some tangible changes to see if I couldn't reorient myself. Namely, I wanted to make a concerted effort to be more present to the given moment. If fragmentation occurs when our minds and hearts are splintered by too much information, too much to do, wounding, processing trauma, and all manner of distraction, then it seemed that it was going to take a change in the ways I was showing up to each day in order to root myself in each moment as it unfolds. feels strange to me that practicing presence takes so much effort. It feels like it ought to be simply the way in which we navigate life. But I know that just because a thing seems like it should be a certain way, that doesn't mean it is so. It seems that being present has little to do with what one is doing and entirely with how one is being. As I'm rediscovering, Practicing God's presence is about living each day in a particular posture, a posture of paying attention. She goes on to talk about how her weather is turning from steady rains of spring to the drier, warmer days of summer. I'm making a regular habit of spending whatever time I can beneath the umbrella on the back patio. While I wouldn't call myself a naturalist, I rarely have to look too hard in order to see God outside. Invitations to worship flit to and fro in the, fresh shorn, the freshly shorn summer grass in the shape of a robin's orange belly dancing above spindly sturdy legs or the lavender tendrils quietly creeping up from the center of my hostas. Don't know what that is. I see the glory of God in each of these things. My own backyard, a psalm is unfurling in real time before my eyes. As part of my ritual for being outdoors, I'm making special effort to notice everything that I can with my senses. Sometimes I take a pen and a notebook with me. Sometimes I bring my phone for taking photos. My effort is simple. It consists of answering these following questions. And this is why I like this is because I kind of did this kind of checklist for myself while I was working out with my husband in the gym. And her questions are, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I feel? And what do I taste? Now, I was not outside of nature. I was in a, a shed working out with my husband. So uh, I wasn't necessarily focusing so much on my senses, but it was more about situational saying, how am I feeling about this situation? What is God saying his word about this type of situation? How am I handling this situation? And is this a situation? Is this the way that God wants me to handle this situation? And taking the time to answer these questions immediately roots us in the moment. It requires us to notice, and in order to notice, one must be present. In noticing the blue of the sky, for example, I am moved to remember the storms and hail that blew blew through the other afternoon. And in remembering this, I am moved to praise God for his protection and his provision, and to ask again for the mercy of good weather. It is an invitational act who or what we might see now with our eyes fully open that we might have missed before. Maybe it's God and maybe it's ourselves that we see more uh, with more clarity. Paying attention with our five senses can open a door to confession and repentance. Perhaps we've been so fractured and distracted that we've neglected having that more difficult conversation with Yeshua about the way we mishandled a particular conversation or the way we boiled and steamed over a bitter word so that so-and-so spoke to us. These things are more surface- Um, when we take time to reflect. Noticing how we feel isn't only about taking stock of the external, but the internal as well. Does your heart race? Is our stomach tense with anxiety? Do our shoulders feel tight? Are our feet sore from too much standing? These are touch points putting us in touch with our needs and places where we can invite God to minister to us in our great need. Reorientation takes time. There need not be any further pressure applied to fix oneself in an instant. Our work is not in the fixing, but only in assuming the posture. And by that, I only mean orienting ourselves in such a manner as to turn our faces toward God, however smudged and weathered by the world they may be. If we can do this small work of paying attention, we'll find the pieces of ourselves that have scattered drawn back together into a mosaic of prayer. Try it for yourself. Watch how this begins to happen almost without effort. This small, simple act is enough for today. But remember that one does not become holy all at once. We're also dealing with renovation. I keep forgetting that, which is ridiculous because we've been in a construction zone for at least a month now just in our bedroom because they're renovating the master bathroom. And unfortunately we've had a lot of setbacks which is not our uh, contractor's fault but it's just life in general and um so i've been you know coughing and having sinus issues because of that <laughs> since they have started and what i came to recognize is exactly what this person was saying And what I just read to you is is that we need to reorient ourselves and not necessarily in all the problems and situations that we are facing and dealing with in our daily lives. We need to lay them at the foot of Yeshua. Instead of holding on to all of these things that we think that we need to have control over, we need to learn to let go and lay them at his feet and say, Lord, I know I don't have control over the situation. I'll be as proactive as I can but I want you to lead me and guide me in whatever it is that you want me to do and to sit back and be still when you need me to do that as well. Because I think too often we want to, at least for me, I want to go in and solve the conflict. I know a lot of people are not, not big on you know conflict resolution because they don't like confrontation, but I believe that that's how you live a much healthier life is you're able to resolve conflicts in your life. But sometimes you don't have any control over what's going on in your life. I don't have any control over how long it's taking for them to renovate my bathroom. I have zero control over that. I have no control over the bank mailing the title to my house so that we can finally sell this camper for my parents. I don't have any control over that. Now in Isaiah 55 verse 6. To verse 9, it says, Seek Adonai while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous one his thoughts. Let him return to Adonai, so he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. It is a declaration of Adonai. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts like for me i i recognized and and i tried and it's something that we have to do daily right we talk about this we daily need to focus ourselves on the lord we need to reorient our bodies on the lord now you know the word the orient has to do with the east right and when you say the Shema in the morning and the aft in the evening, you're supposed to face towards the East towards Israel for us. That's the East, not the West. And, um, when you think of the wise men who came, um, to give gifts to Yeshua, when he was first born, they were wise men from the Orient, um, from the East coming, to pay homage to the king of all kings. Hopefully I'm correct in that. I'm I'm really basing it off of the We Three Kings song of Orient R. Yeah, so hopefully I'm correct in that because you know that that's the only kind of knowledge I retain. But um, what brought me to this even thought process of this word Orient actually was um, Ben Shapiro. And... I don't necessarily always agree with him, but I will say that he's very intelligent and he has a lot of really good things to say. And this is one of the things he he wrote about. It says the Bible remains the greatest self-help book ever written because it doesn't make existence about you. It demands that you orient your outside of yourself toward God. You can't help yourself if you're oriented toward yourself. You are the problem. And that literally in a nutshell, was exactly what I was dealing with last week for me. So I'm hoping that this speaks to more than just, I'm not just talking to myself, but it speaks to somebody else as well, where we do, we we tend to think that life is all about us. And it's, we kind of almost need a daily reminder that life is not about us, that the world is not about us. That life is about glorifying our creator and doing his will on earth. We need to orient ourselves toward God. We need to stop looking at ourselves and thinking, what can I do for myself today? And maybe start with a prayer and saying, Lord, what can I do for you today? Before I even think about doing something for myself today, show me what it is that I can do to further your kingdom today and each and every day of my life. I I think I've talked about this before. It's a song that um, Audio Adrenaline came out with a long time ago. And it's something that I I tend to to sing to myself in my head in the mornings, um, where it simply says, um, I want to say a prayer before my feet have hit the ground. Lord, I give this day to you. And it's like how a lot of people put on the full armor of God. I think that that's a really important step. We are dedicating our lives and what we do in that day for Adonai not for ourselves but for him and i think that when we do that we're a lot less inclined to make life about us but it i almost feel like it's almost a minute by minute hour by hour second by second thing because we can so quickly slip back into it's all about me mentality and so that because this is what i've learned this past week i wanted to relay to you and i hope that you're getting something out of it i know that that it definitely is a lesson I'm going to probably continuously need to learn for the rest of my life where I need to reorient myself and make sure that how I'm reorienting myself is the way that God wants me to, because that's, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you want to do with your life. What matters is what God wants you to do with your life. What is your calling? What is it that he is Telling you or calling you to do, and to have the Ruach Hakodesh, the Holy Spirit, walk you through each and every step of the way. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the Aaronic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <laughs> Ya'adonai panavaleka shalom. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. B'ashem Yeshua shalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. May you all have a fantastic week. I pray that you will enjoy uh, Yom Teruah this upcoming Saturday, starting at Friday, Friday evening, and that you will simply be blessed. Go to a local congregation. Fellowship with other believers. Love each other and love yourself. And remember to always, always, always orient yourself back to Adonai. Shavua Tov please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica LaCasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much, and remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point, and I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.